Hello, this is Andy, and you're listening to Federal Andy. On the morning of April 19, 1995, 168 people left their homes. Their destination? The downtown area of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Some of them worked in the area. Others perhaps had a doctor's appointment or needed to visit the Social Security office or perhaps they just had errands to run. None of them would return home that night. The reason that they did not return home is because that morning, the deadliest act of terrorism in U.S. history up to that point occurred. It was due to a domestic terrorist truck bombing at the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building, located in Oklahoma City. The September 11th attacks that followed in 2001 would become the deadliest act of terrorism in the history of the country. But the attack in Oklahoma City remains to this day the deadliest act of domestic terrorism and the second deadliest overall. This act of hatred was perpetuated by two anti-government extremists who were also white supremacists and former members of the U.S. military. The branch was the army. If you would like to memorialize this event with me, stay tuned. I have a little bit more that I would like to share with you. Episode 152, When Terrorism Hit America's Heartland. The Oklahoma City bombing was perpetuated by two anti-government extremists and white supremacists who met while they were in the Army. Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols worked together to plan and carry out this act of domestic terrorism. The bombing occurred at 9.02 a.m., and killed 168 people, injured 680 others, and it destroyed more than one-third of the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building, which was a nine-story building that was constructed in 1977, and it was named for a federal judge. The building housed 14 
federal agencies, including the DEA, the ATF, Social Security Administration, and recruiting offices for the Marine Corps and the Army. The blast destroyed or damaged 324 other buildings located within a 16-block radius of the federal building. It shattered glass in 258 buildings and it destroyed 86 cars, which were mostly parked in a lot across the street from the building. The damage was estimated to be $652 million. At the time of the explosion, it was estimated that 646 people were inside the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building. By the end of the day, 14 adults and six children were confirmed dead and over a hundred were injured. Eventually, the toll reached 168 confirmed dead and most of the deaths apparently resulted from the collapse of the building rather than from the bomb blast itself. Of those killed, 163 were actually in the federal building. One person was in the Athenian building, which was uh, nearby. One woman was killed in a parking lot across the street from the federal building. And a man and a woman in the Oklahoma Water Resources Building and a rescue worker which were struck on the head by debris. The victims ranged in age from three months to 73 years old and included three women who were pregnant. Of the dead, 108 worked for the federal government, five of them in the Drug Enforcement Administration, six in the Secret Service, 35 in the Department of Housing and Urban Development, seven in the Department of Agriculture, two in the U.S. Customs Office, 11 in the Department of Transportation, Federal Highway Division, two in the General Services Administration, and 40 in the Social Security Administration. Eight of the federal government victims were federal law enforcement agents. Of those, four were members of the U.S. Secret Service, Two were members of the U.S. Customs Service, one was a member of the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, and another one was a member of the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Six of the victims were U.S. military personnel. Two were members of the U.S. Army. Two were members of the U.S. Air Force, and two were members of the U.S. Marine Corps. The victims included 19 children, 15 of whom were in America's Kids Daycare Center, 
which was located in the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building. Perhaps the most hurtful and sombering aspect of this bombing was the fact that 19 of the victims were babies and children. Many of them were located in a daycare center located inside the federal building. At the time of the bombing, there were about 7,900 federal buildings nationwide. And of those 7,900 federal buildings, about 100 of them had daycare centers located in the building. Tim McVeigh later stated that he did not know that there was a daycare center in the building when he chose it as the target. And he commented that if he had known, quote, it might have given me pause to switch targets. That's a large amount of collateral damage, end quote. Yeah, uh, any life that is lost because of a terrorist attack is a lot of collateral damage. In further acknowledging the casualties, Timothy McVeigh said, quote, I didn't define the rules of engagement in this conflict. The rules, if not written down, are defined by the aggressor. It was brutal, no holds barred. Women and kids were killed at Waco and Ruby Ridge. You put back in faces exactly what they're giving out. End quote. And he further added, quote, I wanted the government to hurt like the people of Waco and Ruby Ridge had. End quote. If any of this brings to mind some of the things that are happening today, some of the things people are saying today, well, it should, because it certainly sounds familiar, doesn't it? I personally remember the morning of April 19th, 1995, very well. I had just moved to Oklahoma from Denver, Colorado. I wasn't in the Oklahoma City metro area at the time, but I was up to my head in moving boxes. Literally, I was in Oklahoma for just a couple of days at that point. I had started to sort boxes and move them to the various rooms where they needed to be unpacked. Some of them I'd kind of stacked up in corners to get them out of the way. 
And I focused on setting up my stereo system first because it would give me something to listen to while I was unpacking. And of course, I focused on the bathrooms and the kitchen. The, the morning of April 19th, I was listening to the stereo and I was working on unpacking boxes putting things away in the kitchen. And on the radio, the announcer started talking about some type of an explosion that had occurred in downtown Oklahoma City. And I thought, uh, well, you know, <laughs> an explosion could be anything. And I kept working and they kept talking about what was going on in Oklahoma City and it sounded like it was pretty bad. And I thought, well, I wonder if any of the local television stations are covering this. So I turned on the television, which I had set up also, and started watching one of the local channels, which had a sister station owned by the same company down in Oklahoma City. And it was just incredible. I remember seeing bloody people laying on the sidewalk and in the streets and walking around dazed, cars on fire, smoke billowing out of buildings. It was unbelievable. And I remember thinking, how awful, what in the heck happened? And when it became known that this was not an accident, this was an intentional thing, I was kind of shocked. I thought, right here in the middle of the country, how could something like this happen? Well, I think we know that it could happen pretty much anywhere and at any time. And none of us are really safe. And that's something that we need to accept. And the fact that we have lax gun laws and more guns in this country than people has not helped make us safer. Despite what we have been told, the facts are violent crimes, crimes using guns, suicides, mass shootings, School shootings all have gone up. That right there tells you more guns does not make us safer. In fact, it endangers us more. And we must start recognizing that these radical people who believe these crazy far out conspiracy theory things are a danger to our country and to our lives. And it's time we address it. It's time we address the sources of this misinformation. Yes, Fox News, I'm talking to you. 
This is being recorded the morning after Fox News and Dominion settled without going to court. It was supposed to have been the first day, and before the opening statements were made, they settled. 787.5, I believe, was the figure. It's a lot of money. But the deal apparently didn't require Fox News to do any sort of a formal retraction or on-air apology or anything like that. And that is probably what makes me the angriest because money apparently is worth more than life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. After the announcement that a settlement had been reached, Dominion attorneys told reporters that Fox would pay $787.5 million to settle the lawsuit. And Fox had only this comment, quote, We acknowledge the court's rulings finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our decision to resolve this dispute with Dominion amicably, instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial, allows the country to move forward from these issues. End quote. Really, Fox? We, ignore, we acknowledge the court's rulings, finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. In other words, you lied. You lied. You lied to your viewers. How disrespectful is that? That's like giving the middle finger to your viewers every time they turn their TVs on, isn't it? We're going to sit here and lie to you. We're going to have people on the air who earn tens of millions of dollars a year. They're going to sit there and lie to your face, you ignorant American people. And we are making so much money doing it that we can afford to just write a check for $787.5 million so that we can continue to destroy the United States of America and democracy. And the settlement somehow reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. Where in the hell in journalistic standards does it say lying to your viewers is good? So, Fox has admitted to lying. You can only imagine what was about to come out in court that would have damaged Fox's reputation even more. I don't know what it's going to take for their viewers to realize that they're being lied to. Maybe they like to be lied to. Who knows? I don't know. You might hope that Fox News would change its tactic 
after having to cough up this much money? You might think that somebody at Fox News would sit down with all of the on-air people, all of the editors, all of the producers, everybody involved, and say, folks, if you're going to report the news, we need to make sure that the stories we're reporting are as accurate as we can possibly verify at the time we're reporting it on the air. How difficult is that? Don't lie. If you have to report something and you can't verify it, you need to say on the air, we can't verify this. We don't know if this is true or not. This is what this person or this organization or whatever is saying. But uh, apparently, Axios media reporter Sarah Fisher this morning reported that uh, Fox News has now sent out a new statement regarding its ongoing litigation with these electronic voting machine companies. And Fisher commented on Twitter, quote, Remarkable statement from Fox to me just now in response to Smartmatic's lawyers saying they are ready to pick up where Dominion left off, end quote. And the statement from Fox the day after they had to admit that they'd lied on the air and had to cough up $787.5 million in damages, their statement is, quote, there is nothing more newsworthy than covering the President of the United States and his lawyers making allegations of voter fraud. Freedom of the press is foundational to our democracy and must be protected, in addition to the damages claims being outrageous, unsupported, and not rooted in sound financial analysis. End quote. I only have one thing to say to Fox News, and that begins with the letter F, and it's a four-letter word, and then you follow that with the word U. The Smartmatic lawsuit is uh, over $2 billion. It's a lot larger, and all I can say is I hope on this day where we are remembering lives lost due to the abundance of misinformation and lies, fantasy, conspiracy theories. All I can say is I hope Smartmatic holds out, and if they settle, I hope they get everything they're asking for, and I hope that they require something on the air at Fox News so that their poorly educated viewers who don't think for themselves and don't check to see if things are true will know that they've been lied to. The on-air personalities need to say, we got caught lying, we knew we were lying at the time, we got spanked, and now we've got to tell you we're sorry that we've lied to you we will try to do better in the future. But hey, if you want to go watch another news network that maybe tries to verify facts before they put them on the air, 
We understand. Fox News is a clear and present danger to the democracy of our country. And if you watch Fox News, I suggest you turn it off and get some facts for yourself because they are still lying to you and they're making a ton of money doing it. And ultimately, that is all they care about. The owners of Fox News don't care if democracy in the United States of America fails because they'll just leave the country and go someplace else. They can afford to do that. And meanwhile, the rest of us have to live here in the ruins of what they helped cause. And on that note, I'm going to end because uh, this is uh, a solemn date. I probably should have put the Fox stuff in another episode. I'll talk about it more, but I wanted to make sure that that got out today because it is timely information. And to all of the folks who have lost their lives due to, due to, due to domestic, gosh, let me start over on that. To all of the folks who have lost their lives in the United States and around the world due to domestic terrorism, and that includes school shootings and grocery store shootings and mass murders that happen daily in the United States of America. I hope you rest in peace and know that you are not forgotten and that there are people who are working to fix the system that is broken right now, where we have placed gun rights over the right to life. Rest in peace, folks. I'm sorry that you didn't get the chance to live your lives the way you wanted to live them. Nobody has the right to make that choice for you. And it doesn't matter what the Second Amendment says. No one has that right. Thank you for listening. I would be grateful to you if you'd subscribe and share this podcast to let your friends and family know about it. You can also find me on Twitter at Federal Andy, and I'd be really grateful if you would follow me. I usually follow back. Be happy, safe, and healthy, and I'll hopefully be talking to you again next week. Mm-hmm.